nice to talk to you and uh converse with you about certain things in in the pop culture landscape but you know the folks they're they're gonna see the title and they're gonna say hey how many times can tease and kid phoenix bitch about disney many t- a lot of times many I, I would times. like to, i would like to help you feel that question and the answer is and you can add on to this if you would like the answer is for as long as they keep fucking this shit up. That's how many times we can talk about Disney. You're fucking it up. You're, You're fucking f- it all up, guys. Why is it this hard for Disney to just not fuck up things like Marvel and Star Wars? Like, why, why has it been so hard for them to not fuck this up? We have more receipts on Disney than any other entertainment corporation well, actually well hold on that's not true that's not true because i think a lot of them are fucking it up like okay the problem all right the problem is streaming so like a whole bunch of companies decided hey you know what's really imp- you know what's not important right now making money you know what is important <laughs> collecting massive amounts of subscribers for these services Let's just make sure we get a bunch of subscribers. And then once we have all the subscribers, once we've cornered the market, then we can do whatever we want. We run the shit. We can just take it over. Um, That's how Disney thought it was going to work. That's how uh, Warner thought it was going to work. That's how anybody with a streaming service thought it was going to work. So so I'm just going to try to talk through the logic. Paramount Plus is like the, the clearest example for me just because Paramount Plus... There's no reason for it to exist. There's no fucking There's reason really whatsoever no. for it to exist, right? What's so on Paramount Plus, Plus aside from Star Trek? Um, okay. There's a there's a show called Evil, which I like okay. very much. The first season of Evil, I found it and became a fan of it on CVS, broadcast television. Broadcast old school television, antenna television. For some of our Gen Z listeners, oh, what God, I'm talking about is so, so <laughs> television programs. <laughs> Try not to insult everybody. The they yeah. can just be in the air. And if you had a television and you tuned it to the proper frequency, you could watch those programs with your eyes. And it was fun <laughs> and it was free and it was great for everybody. Then yes. Netflix comes along and they say, hey, Instead of that, not that, and you just pay, you can watch what you want, but you're going to have to pay. And we were like, well, that's cool. As long as you have everything, then that's fine. Um, So I found Evil. It was on CBS. Season one, liked it. It's a show about uh, uh, a guy, about a team that goes around. People say, oh, I'm possessed. And a team goes around and says, are you really possessed? We're going to see, because if we think you're not possessed, then you're not going to get the exorcism. But if you are possessed, you're going to get the exorcism. I liked it. Season one. 
was on CBS. Season two was on Paramount Plus. Now I happened to have Paramount Plus at the time because I'm a Star Trek fan and they kept all that shit barricaded. But their plan was, hey, instead of okay, so we've got this show and it's on broadcast and it's making money from advertising. And that's great. We're getting advertising money. We have a wide, giant pool of people to find the show. This is great. This works. And um, it's going to be fantastic. Now, everything's on Paramount+. Plus. It's a much smaller pool of people to find the show. And you're getting no ad revenue. All Basically, you had maybe like all of America possibly watching your show and you shrunk that down to like just the people who had paramount plus who's like and not 200 not 300 million 350 million people so um so what paramount plus essentially did was say oh this thing that's making money fuck that we don't want that that's not important let's go do this other thing that makes no money and let's <laughs> invest tons of dollars into that and that will be how we are going to be a better company somehow. I don't. I And the way Disney plus was rolled out, they got all the hype from, Oh, it's Disney. We'll be able to cash in on like all the older generation Disney fans. And then we'll throw out all this brand new content. So there was this rush to put up a bunch of original content or Disney plus. And some of it was good. Some of it was bad, but I would say most of it has been bad, the original content. All right, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're going to jump into Marvel full stop and what Disney did. Actually, I've been feeling like the podcast has been a little bit like nebulous, a little bit unstructured recently. So Okay. Okay. Let's let's all try right. to let's try to like right. stay Is this I, Is this where you just, is this where you roast me for having an outline again? No, 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 no. I just <laughs> we were I just want to talk about kind of the state of where things are now before we get into, like, I, I just want to set the tone. I just want to be like, these are the conditions under which Marvel and Disney were, Disney and Marvel and, and, and were Netflix operating. and Amazon Prime and everybody. Yeah. Right, right, right. So in the streaming landscape, Disney decided we're going to leverage our franchises. We've got world renowned franchises. They're beloved. Is it beloved or beloved? I'm never sure. Whatever, whatever. Just pick um, one and go with it. Beloved okay. feels more right to me, so I'm going to say beloved. That was the plan. Seemed like a good plan at the time, except for the, uh, okay, so we're spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to make Obi-Wan, but, like, what, what, what? where's the money coming in? Like, we're not yes. generating ticket sales. We might be getting subscribers, maybe, but like, anyway, there's no that, there's no new money coming in for for these things. I guess is the point you're trying to make. There, there, there was, but the plan it's not was, as much. We're gonna get all the subscribers, and then once we have all the subscribers, we'll get the money. See, first you get the sugar, <laughs> then you get the power, <laughs> then you get the women. That was the plan. <laughs> And in this in this case, <laughs> the sugar is the franchises. The power, yes. is, the power is subscribers. 
land this plane. <laughs> Put the landing gear down. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm you guys know what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I'm saying. That those are the conditions under which Marvel was uh, sorry, Disney was trying to make these franchises work. Now we're gonna talk about Marvel and the MCU first. Let's talk about, as you said, the Marvel television shows which premiered on Disney Plus, Disney Plus exclusives. Now, for the benefit of the doubt, I will say that COVID fucked up Disney's rollout plan. So they had to roll these shows out in a different order than they would have normally. Because I think I, I will don't agree think with Falcon that. and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first show. I think the first show was supposed to be Loki or maybe something else. But it was supposed to be something that was supposed to tie on directly to the end after Endgame. After um infi- right after Endgame, Endgame is Endgame is correct. Right. Um, they had to switch stuff around and put WandaVision first. WandaVision was the first one, right? Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first one, but WandaVision was the first one. Um, and that was kind of a weird one for me to roll out first with because I'm because I was uh I was all like only sort of intrigued in, in the Wanda Vision uh story arc. I wasn't like as invested as some other people, but to its credit, like it was it was okay. Brought in like the old school uh Scarlet Witch that we knew from like the comics, but outside of that, it didn't really do much. It made sense that they did WandaVision first because it has of all the other shows, it has the least connective tissue to anything else going on in Marvel, with the exception of Loki, but Loki wasn't ready yet. Loki was always supposed to come out later, if I'm remembering properly. But um, at that time, if you're rolling something out like that, and Endgame was your last thing, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be better to have something that directly ties in? Or is that part of your COVID explanation, where we're just like, oh, right. oh shit, we gotta Fal- just get something out? I think Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be first, but it wasn't done, and it wasn't done. COVID slowed it down. It was going to be done later. They had WandaVision ready to go, so they went with that. It, it wasn't. It, it was it was tangentially related to shit that it went down in Endgame, um, but we're, but we're we're getting on a digression here. The main okay. thing is, yeah, I just wanted to ask that. We produced we we spend big money to produce these shows, right? First of all, um, Disney, you own ABC. There was no ABC presence for any of these shows. None of these None. shows, not a None whatsoever, of them showed up on ABC. So like. Um, if you're if you're trying to get subscribers to your platform, maybe like drug dealing, which is the purest form, the purest of form of market capitalism, you give them a taste first, <laughs> and then you hook them. No, ABC was too busy uh, running whatever fucking season of The Bachelor slash Bachelorette slash Dancing with the Stars that needs to be in primetime television. It is the Bachelor Network. Let's be it's sure. Bachelor, Let's be clear. ABC is the Bachelor Network. <laughs> ABC and, stands for anything Bachelor content. Nice. That's what it stands for. Solid um, landing. He stuck the landing, folks. <laughs> like Simone um, Biles so, sticking that landing. So yes, the shows I don't the shows in and of themselves, I I think are fine. I liked all of them with the exception of nothing. I think I like them all, but 
I'm a big I'm a big Marvel guy fan. Not a big Marvel fan guy, but I kind of like appreciated the nooks and crannies. A lot of people are down on Falcon and Winter Soldier. A lot of people are down on WandaVision. I mean, WandaVision is pretty much people think is okay. People are down on Falcon and Winter Soldier. People are down on She-Hulk. People are down. I kind of like them all. They're fine. I, yeah, I like them all. But but the issue with Marvel and the MCU and superhero burnout is not there's too much superhero stuff. It's it's partly there. The problem is, okay, Iron Man and Thor and Captain America and the first wave of Marvel movies, Incredible Hulk, they all had a different kind of feel, tone, color, mood. They, they kind of felt like their own thing, right? Yeah. So when the Avengers happen, you have, oh, here's snarky Tony Stark, and here's kind of weirdly Shakespearean Thor, and here's like and here's lawful good movie, his lawful right. good Captain America. But they all had they all had their own feels. Like uh, Thor is kind of baroque and big, and like uh, Asgard, right? Incredible Hulk is more like kind of gritty and and like slightly darker, and um, Captain America is kind of a straight up, maybe not war movie, but like it's in that style. It's more of a like, basically they all have their own textures and feels. When you get to today, everything just feels like. Oh, this is MCU. MCU has a quote-unquote house style. If you don't know what a house style is, back in the comic book days, a house style was like, okay, everybody's going to draw the characters and everything sort of similarly. Everybody's going to draw in kind of a similar style so that there's consistency across the brand, so that all DC books look this, have a certain level that they're at and look a certain way. Same thing with most of the Marvel books. Although Marvel throughout its history has had more, has given leeway more to the art style and, and hasn't rigidly stuck people in house style. All Marvel movies now feel like it's just one giant ongoing series. Like there's nothing particularly about Doctor Strange or about Spider Man, Black or Panther 2. Black Panther or, 2, yeah. Or and I'm or, I'm, or I'm sure the Marvels. There's nothing that's like of a particular. The only ones that felt like they had their own style and their own thing going on, apart from MCU, were the Guardians movies, and they're done. So the reason why you're getting these feelings of burnout, I think, is because they forced all these movies to have a very similar writing style, visual style, right, um, length, and it just feels like one continuous ongoing series. And if you miss one, you're like, well, I missed Shang-Chi, so not even going to bother to go see Doctor Strange. And it goes back to a point that we've made before, and it's the it's the spreadsheet style of film and TV making. And I think that's the that's where we're at with the MCU now. Like they have they have their spreadsheet. And they check off every little thing, make sure that they have everything so that they can make money. Going back to something you were saying about like tone and like an overarching theme to it. The reason why personally I can't really get into this 
newest phase, whatever we're in. We're what's five, six. I don't know what we're in. I don't like the fact, and I understand that this is how Marvel did it with the Infinity Saga, and it worked, and people just ate that shit up. But we're in a phase right now where I don't know, and many people don't know what the what the last thing is. What are they building towards? And whatever the, whatever they're building towards, not that I've really not that I need to know what it is, but I just don't know what the plan is. So now I see trailers for films and TV shows, and I just look at it. And I think to myself, okay, is this something that I personally would be interested in? Am I going to go to this theater? Am I going to click on Disney Plus, watch this, and think to myself, well, damn, I wasted X amount of hours out of my day. Because if I feel that way, then I'm not really going to give a shit about what the overarching uh, plan is. I I just don't care about the overarching theme anymore. Just like, I just want to see stuff that to me looks good if it leads to this soft reboot quote unquote that i'm reading about a lot where like secret wars is supposed to be like a soft reboot of the mcu and that's how they're going to integrate the fantastic four and the x-men and all like that fine great it'll be awesome when it happens but i'm not gonna sit here and go through hours and hours of content just so i can keep up with a story where I feel disjointed because I haven't seen the Eternals or because I haven't seen insert MCU movie here. Is it possible that the MCU is now in the kind of state that the DC universe was always in where nobody knew what the hell was really going on? To be fair, the DC, the cinematic universe, what the hell? The cinematic, the cinematic universe. I didn't really know what was going on there. Like it, I mean, I definitely feel like they had to rush to Justice League. Right. We're trying to keep up with the MCU too much. That Listen, those fucking Warner Brothers is another goddamn podcast <laughs> that I can't get into right now. All okay. right. All right. Um, with this one, let me ask you a simple question. Who is the main character of Phase 4, 5, whatever phase we're in? The whole Infinity Saga, you could argue, is basically just the story of Tony Stark meeting all yes. these people, right? Or recruiting all I these mean, people. Yes. Like Captain America has an arc that goes through there. A lot of people have arcs that go through there, but mainly it's a story of this is Iron Man, and he meets this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and then they team up and they fight, and then Iron Man is like, "Oh my God, we went too far. We got to bring it back." And then Captain America is like, "No, we're not going to do that. That's just like being like the Nazi. It's a whole thing." But it could be argued that Tony Stark is the main character of the entire Infinity Saga, right? Um, it, not only could I argue it, I think that's entirely accurate what you just said. All right, so who is the main character of? After Infinity Saga. I mean, there's the obvious choices of uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, just in terms of popularity, but, like, couldn't you kind of make a case for Nick Fury a little bit? The fact that we don't know is the problem. The MCU, during the Infinity Saga, at least had this push of 
you care about Tony Stark, you care about Captain America, you kind of care about Thor, right? I don't know that the characters that they got now are engendering the same amount of emotional engagement from people. I don't know anybody that's I'm sure that there are that they are out there. I just don't know anybody that's like, yo, Doctor Strange, that's my dude. Yeah. Who's out here that's really like, oh man, uh Cap- Captain Marvel. Like that, that's just that's just the one right there. And I think the other problem is how most of the characters we got now were introduced. See, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor were introduced in a Marvel universe where there weren't really a lot of superheroes running around that you had to draw corollaries to and see how does this one relate to this and who's what's going on over here while he's beating <laughs> people up over here. All the ones we got now kind of came to be in a world where there are other superheroes. So the questions you would ask are, all right, so what's their relation to the other superheroes? I feel like we don't have, the TV shows did a better, did a much better job of this than the movies. But I feel like with the newer movies, with the phase four and phase five movies, it's like we don't get to just have characters that like have their own shit. They all exist in relationship to the other wider characters in the world. And that's one of the drawbacks of a of a super interconnected universe, because um, I think Captain Marvel would have been much more compelling if she didn't start in the if she started more grounded, if she started in a more like grounded human place than, oh, I'm some kind of alien task force member. <laughs> um, and that's the thing about. Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, they all started grounded. They were not fighting massive cosmic entities right away. We had a chance to figure that out first. We had a chance to get to know them, to see them struggle, to see Iron Man flail around and not know how to fly the fucking costume. We got to see Captain America like not knowing what to do, wearing a ridiculous outfit. I don't feel like we have any of those moments with any of the new characters, and it's because they have to they have to immediately be drawn into this giant multiversal conflict or whatever it is. We just need some grassroots <laughs> back to basics superhero storytelling. Let's fight some street crime. Can we like not worry about the so, multiverse for a second? Street crime. No, not even street crime. To hell with street crime. I want a, I want a superhero that's going to take down corporate crime. That's what I want. I want somebody that's going to fly into the boardroom and say, all right, you fuckers, you're coming with me. All this graft and corruption. Pay the fucking workers. That's what you need to do. This is this is just speaks to more of our pro-union podcast. Uh, uh, this is a pro-union podcast. Pro-union pro podcast. Union. <laughs> uh, could you kind of say that, like, spider-man still does that or is he lumped into the whole well shit now we got this whole multiverse thing like spider-man was grassroots but after endgame it's just it's it's too big for peter spider-man's unique position kind of being half in the mcu actually works to his benefit because he doesn't get drawn into multiversal shenanigans (laughs) except for you know the one time the one time so far his big movie was about multiversal shenanigans, but they were specifically Spider-Man multiversal shenanigans. It wasn't like 
it wasn't like Ant-Man and the Wasp. It wasn't right. like uh... I guess what you're saying, that's kind of why I have hopes for you know once everybody gets back to work, you know, with requisite contracts and they're they're getting paid proper residuals. Um when when if we get a She-Hulk season two, if we get a Daredevil back in the mix, like these oh, kinds of like these kinds of nice grassroots, like She-Hulk would be perfect for that. Daredevil would be perfect for that. Echo would be Daredevil kind of perfect for perfect. that. I don't know about She-Hulk. I don't know about Echo. Nobody knows about Echo. Echo is like a non-entity, as far as I know. Like I never read an Echo book. I was barely aware of her as a character. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't the pro but we need people say what you want about the Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. Say what you want about them. But god damn it, they were rooted in grassroots, street level, easy to understand stories and criminals. Okay? That's what made them fucking fantastic. Even when they went to the defenders. It still wasn't nearly as complicated. I think the the other thing is, well, number one, those were Netflix shows. They were not connected to the greater MCU. They were able to do their own thing. And I think that's the key. The cool thing about of the first Avengers movie was, here's these 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 movies everywhere, right? different tones, different places, and they come together. That's what a cross-up is supposed to be. Every fucking movie's a crossover now. Like, yeah, every, yeah, there's nothing special. There's nothing special there's nothing about... special about the crossover. Like, you're, you're actually pissed off if there's not a, a big cameo in your, in your superhero movie, right? Like, that's that's not good for business. <laughs> it's it's really not when you're going in to see uh Miss uh the Marvels in November, and you're like, oh okay, so who's gonna who's gonna show up? Are are any of the Guardians gonna show up? Because you know they're is in Adam outer Warlock space. Gonna show up? Is Adam is Warlock Adam gonna Warlock? show up? Because he's oh, you know it's Silver it's Surfer in the house. Silver Surfer, what the fuck did this guy come from? Like, I that's what I've said about. The the Schumacher Batman movies before is just like you're trying to do too much with too many things. Just concentrate on the titular character and like that's it. I don't need any add-ons. And you said this about breakfast cereal, so I'm gonna repeat it. Stand by your content. I don't need marshmallows in Cheerios. Cheerios by itself is great cereal. I don't need I need Cheerios, I need milk. And that's it. I don't need honey. I don't need sugar. I don't need any of that bullshit. Just want. Right. I just want Spider Man. I don't need Spider Man and Doctor Strange and fucking Andrew Garfield and fucking Tobey Maguire. Just I want Tom Holland. I just, I, that's all I want. I just, I just want to watch Spider Man punch the scorpion for a while. That's can it. I have that. Can I? Can I have can that? We, can we have something that simple? All right. Now, now that we've kind of uh complained well, about this on. a little bit I, i'm not i'm not Let trying to just... go to break i'm not trying to go to break but is this okay. now where we like I, where do we go from here and i know we ask this question all the time and we seem to okay right be spinning the same record Solutions. over and over and over again and like disney no matter how much they listen to the podcast they just don't listen to us and they're just like 
fuck those guys. We're just gonna do what we do because it makes money. I, I think we're in a place where it's like it's it's too it's too big. You can't go back now. It's like those banks that got too big and the government had to bail them out. Like it's too big. It's too big and you can't go back to the way it was because even with a soft reboot, there's still too much fucking going on around. It's like it's already too big. You want to add the Fantastic Four and the X-Men now? Jesus. X-Men is going to be its own thing and it has to be and it should be. The thing about Fantastic Four and the thing about why I could see it being kind of tough to make happen in 2023 aside from some of the gender role politics of it being a uh comic written in the written as a family in the early 1960s fundamentally fantastic four is a science adventure story and we don't really do those anymore like the um science adventures are kind of not a thing anymore so I can't, yeah you're we, right I we we kind of have to not only do we have to reintroduce a genre to the to this audience we have to re we have to introduce all these characters which is a unique opportunity but I feel like they're going to be in a super rush to connect all the Fantastic Four stuff to the greater MCU stuff and yes. I think that they need to resist that urge and I think that you need to just Roll it out slowly. I don't even think Doctor Doom should show up in the first Fantastic Four movie. I know I there's think I no agree way with he you. doesn't, but I think, I, as we've discussed on this podcast before, I think Doctor Doom is probably the Doc Doctor Doom and Magneto are the best villains in the M's in Marvel comics. Period. End of end of discussion. Totally agree. And you have to be very careful about how you roll them out. I say. I would suggest that, you, that the way you roll out Doctor Doom is just to suggest there's a mysterious presence manipulating things everywhere, and only in like, and he's hinted at in Marvels, in Secret Wars, and all that stuff. And then Fantastic Four, you could do it that way. You could be like, oh, this is culminating in this guy. That's how you could roll him out and have him in the first Fantastic Four movie. But I think as the chance to tell a science adventure story. It's a unique opportunity for Marvel. And I think that they need to not rush it and not try to interconnect it too quickly. Um, those are in the future. Those are coming. We know that's happening. Yes. We we can just cross our fingers and hope the mouse doesn't fuck them up. But who knows? <laughs> but in the short term, like... If I got called into a meeting with Kevin Feige and Bob Iger, well, first of all, I'd punch Bob Iger in the face and then kick <laughs> him in the nuts, tell him to fucking pay the actors and the fucking writers. That's the first thing I would do. But then but after, I would that, say, look, after that, after that, after say, Bob Iger's writhing in pain, I would say, look, that's going to bring shit back to, to, to a relatable, fundamental like, <laughs> level that is not involved with the multiverse that is not super duper nutty you know that that gets to do his own thing that gets to build a relationship and gets to be maybe even a new carry through character for the MCU i don't know who that character is i honestly have one wish for x men and then we'll go into break this would be my, this would be my plan for the x men okay. the x men operate in a universe that is 
totally independent of the MCU at large. The X-Men universe is big enough where you don't need to integrate the MCU. Like, I don't need the X-Men and Spider-Man. I don't need the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. I don't need the X-Men and insert MCU character here because it doesn't really make sense. Unless you're doing this grandiose thing where you're doing X-Men versus the Avengers, but fucking that's at least 10 years down the line. Don't worry about that. Put the X-Men in their own universe, independent of everything. The way they're structuring Deadpool 3, I have serious concerns about that because they're trying to... It sounds like, from what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, they're trying to integrate Deadpool into the MCU as it exists, and that is a terrible idea. I think Deadpool and the X-Men can exist in their own universe, and it will be fine. You have enough stories and enough canon in just the X-Men universe where you don't need to combine a whole bunch of other shit. Is what that, is that fair? Is that fair you, fair, you think? I don't I don't know that they're trying to integrate Deadpool into the current MCU. What it seems like they're trying to do is this Deadpool movie is essentially going to be the um the uh the send off no or whatever. It's going to be the no way home of the Fox X universe. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is fine for a stroll down memory lane, but um, we got to figure out who is going to be the boots on the ground hero that we're going to get to follow. Um, maybe it's Hulk. You know, we never really yeah. because we never really because... did. We we never really got a Hulk like movie after the Ed Norton because they just rushed yeah. out with Ruffalo. Right, Which because is fine. of the rights issue. Although I don't love how they how the Hulk is portrayed in the MCU, how how bad I don't the Hulk is portrayed in the, in the MCU. So maybe that ain't it. But I don't know. It's got to be somebody with a big name. It's got to be somebody that has been relatively unexplored, and it's got to be somebody that um, the Century. people are going to connect to. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that when Sentry shows up, that's the end of the MCU. But you know what? Sentry. Well, no, it can't be Sentry. Sentry's not fucking grounded. He's not anything. <laughs> he's, he's a walking fucking retcon. Um, <laughs> you want to? You want to get into? You want to get into a break, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll fix Star Wars because that's the next. Yeah, that's the next Disney thing. We can, we can fix that. Fix so. We can fix Let's... that. We can fix that. We can fix it. If you give us the tools, we can fix it. Uh, Teeves and Kid Phoenix, we're we're riffing about that fucking mouse again. It's always fun, right, Teeves? Just, it's always just, fun. Just giving, just giving that mouse a verbal colonoscopy. Teeves exactly. and Kid Phoenix, back after these words. Now that we've uh, sufficiently had our gripes and brought the receipts on the Marvel universe. Uh, Tease, you think we covered everything <laughs> or are we going to have to go up against this fucking mouse when it pertains to Marvel again? I'm sure we're going to have to listen. If they fuck up the X-Men, we're burning all Disney products to the ground. Yeah. There's just going to be, it's just going to be one massive bonfire or well, two, actually two massive bonfires, one in California, one in Florida, right? Absolutely. Which one? Obviously, you live in California, so the the California bonfire would be uh, easier for you in terms of logistics. But would you even consider doing the Florida bonfire? 
Not not at all. <laughs> Another bit of Disney property that we should get into. Uh, I mean, we, we could talk about like the Disney push for like turning old property into live action, like the Little Mermaid, Jungle Book, shit like that. But that's really not worth arguing about yet. That's just Disney being Disney. That's just that's, that's whatever. Like that's fine. that's that's whatever. But call me when there's a live action Aristocats. I'll be in the house. Otherwise, Dude, I, I don't. I would totally. Okay, can I just say how much I would love a live action Aristocats? I would be first in line for that movie. Can we write that? No, we cannot. We cannot <laughs> write anything. There is a writer strike. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I was gonna say let's do a live action Song of the South, but they did that already. That movie's already half live action, and I don't know what movie you're talking about. That movie's been wiped from collective from the collective memory of all humans. But the property we're gonna get into next is Star Wars. Because Disney Disney owns all of Star Wars. Like not, how bad are how bad are they like, fucking where, this up? Let's just start let's just start? let's just start where with that question. Start? How bad are they fucking this up? Okay. The sequel trilogy. Of which one was good, the middle one, and everybody was bitching and complaining about the first and third one, okay? And then, say what you want about Dave Filoni, but he's got two and a half seasons of The Mandalorian. Ahsoka is really good. I've not watched Rebels. I've never watched Clone Wars, the animated stuff. I'm sure it's great. I just didn't have the time to go through what was it, four seasons of Clone Wars and three seasons of Rebels or however many the fuck it was. I have no idea about the Ahsoka character, but I do and have enjoyed the Ahsoka TV program. Outside of that, I, I got I got nothing. Solo, Solo was mid. Rogue One, okay, I take it back. Rogue One was awesome. Right, I was about to say. Yeah, what are the, yeah. What are the biggest successes of Disney's of Disney Wars? It's got to be Rogue, Rogue One. One. It's got to be Andor. Andor. What do these things have in common? Independent of Skywalker's. Not just independent of Skywalker's. They don't. Well, the biggest successes are Mandalorian, Rogue One, and Andor. Well, Andor is not. Andor is a critical success more than it is like people love it. But the people that hung out and watched it all really love it. Um, right. They don't just, deal with legacy characters. There's you're right. No, legacy no Skywalkers, no Leia, no Han, no, no Fets, nothing. No, no, no Kenobis. No. <laughs> the Mandalorian has a legacy. Uh, what do I want to call it? Culture? No. Species? The Mandal. Okay, the Mandalorian. I, I'm talking about. I'm talking about both the Mandalorians and. Uh, whatever species Grogu is, I always forget. I forget the technical term for them. I, I wanted to make a point about what the Mandalorian is, and I might have said it before on this podcast, but I think the ish, the thing about the Mandalorian is, I feel like it was always that was always supposed to be the Boba Fett show. Only, yes. since it was the first television show, the tel- and and doing a TV show of Star for Star Wars of that magnitude was somewhat of a risk they didn't want to take the risk of tying boba fett's name 
to that show. So they just called it the Mandalorian and made up a new character to be, to essentially be Boba Fett. And and how about uh, that? It worked. And it worked, but in the process, they wound up ruining actual, the thing that they were worried about happening <laughs> actually happened. Actually happened. Boba Fett. Because when the book of Boba Fett came out, it was just, it was not what people were hoping it would be. Essentially, Disney, leave the fucking legacy characters alone. Like, period. Um, And here's the you don't thing. do them. They, you don't do them well. So, like, what? Obi-Wan wasn't great. Them, Obi-Wan was fine. It's just, there was, they, they had to stick this other, if it was a movie, it would have been great. But they had to yes. stick all this other information and subplots in there that nobody asked for, nobody wanted. They were uninteresting. They were uninspired. And so, like, it was just, so can we get to this Vader-Kenobi fight or what? What's happening? <laughs> can we get that? Because <laughs> we, um, we know it has to come. Let's just get there. I don't need six episodes to get there. Just give me four episodes. That's all I need. The whole enterprise of Disney and Star Wars has been, hey, let's see the story of how Han Solo got the Millennium Falcon. Hey, let's see the story of how they stole the Death Star plans. Hey, let's see the story of what the fuck Kenobi was up to for 40 years waiting for Luke to be ready. Okay, no! <laughs> Rogue One was the only success you had doing this. You need to go do new shit. If you go to that fucking planet of sand one more time, I'm going over, I'm driving up there, I'm kicking everyone in the ass. We don't need Tatooine anymore. We've yeah, seen we it can, enough. It's enough. Yeah, it's enough already with the sand and the two suns. I get it. I get it. Okay? I get it. Tatooine. It's enough. And Dave Filoni... Yeah, look, I know what you're doing, bro. I can, I see what you're doing, bro. He knows I what you're doing. It, all right, we we know what you're doing, Dave. It's fine. Um, but eventually you're gonna fucking run out of Clone Wars and Rebels characters to like regurgitate in live action. And what happens that day? Like when? Like oh, all of a sudden you're gonna have to actually come up with an original concept. And I want, I who knows what? Who gonna knows happen. what the fuck that's wait. gonna be? I can't wait. But um. <laughs> And there are so many stories that were in development and have been since pushed back or just outright canceled for one reason or another. Um, there was that rumor floating around about the the Patty Jenkins Squadrons movie that I was, that was all in the tank that for. Movie there. That was a that wasn't a rumor. That was a movie that was supposed to happen. And like, okay, two hours um, of space battles. Sign we'll, me the fuck we'll up. Get Let's go. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Get to that. We'll get there. <laughs> but is there is there any other are there any other issues that we want to discuss as far as Disney goes and 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 Star Wars and these shows which we we want to like I want to like Ahsoka Ahsoka that show had I again I am not up on Rebels I am not up on Clone Wars we're not and, an anti clones Rebels podcast we just didn't watch it because we didn't have whatever network that was on Nickelodeon was it on. I have no fucking idea. Ahsoka, the, the Disney that show, that show gave less than a shit about anybody that had not watched Rebels and Clone Wars. If yeah. you did not know who any of these people were, fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Watch the shows and figure it out. 
<laughs> um, I don't want to watch those shows. Okay, I'm a fucking grown up. I got grown up shit to do. I got all kind of time <laughs> constraints. I'm not watching fucking six seasons of animated shows just to figure out who the fuck this Twilight General is. I don't fucking know. See, I don't care that got a, much. Okay? He's got a roofer at his house. He's got taxes. I got to put a new roof on the house. I don't have time to fucking worry about who Chopper is, right? Let's <laughs> fucking keep it moving. <laughs> he's got a he's got a new debt coming in. He doesn't have time for that shit. You have a vast Star Wars galaxy to tell stories in. Why are we going to Tatooine 5,000 times? And, and how about this? How about this? And I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. You have a whole galaxy. You can make shit up on the fly and connect it to the Star Wars universe somehow. It's like in a, like in a You can make like, shit up. It's fine if it's good. If you it's write like in it. Ahsoka. They go to another galaxy, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> we don't even know what's going on over here in this galaxy, and we're going to another galaxy. I'm done. I'm through. Real quick, have you watched one episode of Ahsoka? Have you watched any of Of course. I've watched a couple of episodes. I've watched two episodes of Ahsoka. I realized, oh, I'm supposed to like know and care about all this shit. And I don't, and I won't. So that's it. How hard and that's has that part of the problem? How hard has that been for some people that have never seen, like speaking from personal experience, I've never watched the shows, Rebels and Clone Wars, but I'm enjoying Ahsoka. You're on the other side. You you haven't watched those animated shows either, but you're kind of meh or you're out on Ahsoka altogether. I look, I never really loved the character, the idea of the character. I don't know what she's bringing to the table. Um, why this character needs to be a thing. So I don't, I'm just, I'm not interested. There's not, there's like nothing in this character's backstory that I know about that makes her the slightest bit interesting to me, except she was Anakin's Padawan. Like, that's it. And aside from that, like, I don't care. I don't care because I don't have any relationship with her from the other shows. But that's not my fault. The show (laughs) should make me try to care a little, and it doesn't. It just does not have, it does not give a shit if I actually form any bonds with any characters in this thing independent of rebels and clone wars so let me ask you this let me ask you Mm -hmm. this real quick in terms of integrating into a larger universe so for example like we were saying before the break integrating all these things all these people into the larger mcu is star wars are they doing that better or worse or they're not trying at all what's your what's your take on that angle because there are some things where they try it and it works. They try it and it doesn't work. And then there's stuff like Rogue One or and there's stuff like Rogue One and Andor that it totally fucking works integrating it into the overall universe. But Mandalorian, Boba, uh, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka now, like, is is the integration at least somewhat better, or are there just still major holes with it? I don't think they should be trying to integrate things. I think the problem is... Neither do I. I think the problem is when you're trying to tell these stories involving legacy characters, you're just... Unless you thread the needle perfectly, you're just going to have people that are 
you're just going to piss a lot of people off. That's why I think their only successes were the were the shows where they decided we're doing our own thing. And I think they they need to be focused more on telling new stories with new characters and building a building out a new and building out a new corner of the Star Wars galaxy to 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 operate in. And that being said, I have an idea or two, and we can talk about other projects that might have been canned that would do this. Because we are solutions about, oriented. We are solutions oriented. You were about to talk about the Patty Jenkins project. Do you want to talk about that some more? Yeah, let's let's do this. So there was it was in development, and it Teeves corrected me. It wasn't just a rumor. This was something that was going to happen. It was Patty Jenkins doing a Rogue Squadron movie. And I have played all of the Rogue Squadron video games. I've seen Space Battle upon Space Battle. And my thought was, if Patty Jenkins wants to give me a two-hour movie with space fights like every 30 minutes or whatever, totally in. Take my money. Just make it happen. Now, I don't he, know that Patty Jenkins is totally the right choice for that, but I think that the idea is solid. Like, tell the story of the X-wing pilots and just of the pilots. And like, I, I'm general. not saying I'm not saying I need like Wedge Antilles or anything like that. Like, it, it's fine if he's in there as like a, depending on the time frame, if he's like a young Wedge or if he's just like an older Wedge that has seen some shit and now he's an admiral. I don't need it, but if it's in there and it can be weaved in correctly, perfect, fine, okay. But I don't need that legacy character. Give me some new characters that I can, like, vibe with. I have a question for the mouse, for Disney, for Bob Iger. I got a question. That fucking for, mouse. For Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Star Wars. Uh, Star Kathleen, Wars. Kathleen Kennedy is on camera four, so. On camera four? All right, hey, camera Kathleen. Four. Yes. Kathleen. <laughs> Where the fuck is my smuggler show? Where yes. is that shit? Oh Give my god. Me. Are you kidding me? Where is the smuggler show? Come on. This is sitting right there. It's a giant fucking thing sitting on the table and you're just ignoring it. Like, can we please have a show about about smugglers, weird ships? They do weird shit. They do stuff. It's they're in the rebellion. They're not. They're on the gray side of the law. Like, where is this show? Again, people don't need... would watch this show tomorrow. You don't need Han Solo. You don't, don't need Han. Don't need Lando. You don't need them. You have the world. You can put a different character. You've proved that this works with the Mandalorian. You put a different character in that same environment. We know the environment. We'll buy in. Just say, okay, so now it's this guy. It's Teeves and Kid Phoenix. They have a ship. They fly around. They they get into adventures. And, like, sometimes they fly through asteroid fields. Sometimes they drive through giant space worms. It's a show. You'll love it. And I would <laughs> love that. I would love to watch that. I, I don't know there why. Are plenty, this is not hard. There are, plenty of, there are plenty of stories within the Star Wars galaxy that either exist or you can make up on the fly and they would be interesting. I love the idea of a smuggler show like Star Wars Scoundrels. Who would not be into that? Right, exactly. Nerf herders. <laughs> no, that's not. 
scruffy nerf herders. We can call that the show. <laughs> Scoundrels sounds right, but like pirates, smugglers, pirates. that whole area of the Star Wars galaxy, totally unexplored. We know people love it. People love Han Solo. People love Lando. Maybe the Solo movie, like, took them out of it. But again, the, the concept Whose fault was of, that? If the Solo movie had happened with characters that were not Han Solo and Lando Calrissian, I think it would have went over it a lot been fine. with the fans than, this, than you trying to shoehorn legacy characters into these shoes that don't fit. But uh, what the fuck do I know? I'm just a guy sitting on this couch. So they've done this with, I don't know how you would do it. Only because I can't 100% remember who all lived and died after Order 66. But if you're going to do like all, Listen, all these. Listen, apparently everybody survived Order 66. Right. I'm sick of all these Jedi running around. Like, excuse, was Vader just not good at killing <laughs> Jedi at his fucking job? He had one job, how come, Vader. How come every new Star Wars show, oh, there's some more Jedi that escaped Order 66? Like, okay, like, no, no thanks. <laughs> so you don't want to, so you don't want a movie about Yoda's, ex, a TV show about Yoda's exile period? What, It'd be kind of boring about Yoda in the swamp for fucking fifty years. No, it thanks. would be kind of boring. Yeah, you're right. But the uh, no I, legacy characters, please. Unless, unless you're going to tell a taut political thriller featuring Bail Organa. I pitched this exact be- idea last season. Star Wars Coruscant. I pitched this last year, and you said no, it would not work. I'm making work. a joke. It wouldn't work. I'm making a joke right now, but like, um, you're telling me a Star Wars taught political drama wouldn't work in these climates? No, I'm yes, I'm telling you that definitely would not work. Um, that's what Andor is, and nobody fucking watched it. I find your lack of faith disturbing. See what I did there? That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, Star Wars, I mean, I think they're aware of this issue because they're trying to move on from the Skywalker star, uh, saga. They've got uh, shows planned for like thousands of years before in the Old Republic and um, in the Knights of the Old Republic era. They've got yeah. shit planned for right after Return of the Jedi. They've got shit planned for after Rise of Skywalker, so I don't know. They're just taking shots at everything. They got nothing, really, but like at least now they're willing to take shots. We'll see what happens. We can only hope, we can only pray that this new stuff coming out is going to be solid, you know? We, we can hope. And in the meantime, if and when, I mean, it's not even if, it's when there's time to complain about things, we'll be right there for the people. We are pro-union podcast. We are pro-people podcast. This is the people's podcast, okay? The people's podcast. Like, subscribe, listen to the podcast. You can find us. You can download us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon Podcasts. We're all over the place. We're on Facebook, Teeves and Kid Phoenix. We're on X, Teeves and Kid Versus. I am on Blue Sky, uh... At Adil B. Royster. I'm also on X at Adil B. Royster. Working on getting Teeves onto Blue Sky because he th- he has no he has no presence on X, nor does he want one. 
I have a code for him. He just has to download it. But as soon as he's all set, we'll make sure that okay, everybody can reach out to teams to put me again. On blast on the podcast, Jesus. I feel like I have to. It's part of my job description. Fine. Next week, though, and for the entire month of October, we did this last year. We're running it back. It is the 2023 Tease and Kid Phoenix Halloween Spectacular. Four podcasts in the month of October. We're getting into horror. We're getting into crazy shit, supernatural shit, horror shit, monsters, aliens. We're doing the whole fucking thing. To kick off the Halloween Spectacular, Teebs, we finished the bracket. We have it done. It is a 32, what, item, IP? What are we calling it? 32, t- 32 IP bracket. Spanning four different genres. We have slashers. We have monsters. We have aliens. And we have the supernatural. The first podcast that we're doing, we will be seeding these IPs. You're going to want to tune in and say, hey, who got the number one seed in the slasher bracket? We're going to find all that out. What we should do. (laughs) Here's a hint. It's a slasher. (laughs) Uh, Also, we have a plan for uh, viewing and streaming. The idea is I will be playing the Resident Evil 3 make up until the point where... Wait, are we uh, doing this? Is this officially I thought this was a plan. I thought this was a plan. We hashed this out. I want to do it. This is a... Listen, I'm excited. This is a great plan. I'm excited to be a part of this plan. Let's do it. The idea is I played the Resident Evil 3 make up until the point where Jill Valentine passes out and then Teeves gets on Resident Evil 2? Yes. And plays the entire run of Resident Evil 2 and then I come back in and finish the 3 make. Logistics-wise, timing-wise, I have no idea how this is... We may be streaming multiple times a week. It's possible... We will make this happen because I think this is a fantastic idea and credit all credit to Teebs for that idea. So if you get sick of it, it's his uh, fault. If you were playing. <laughs> but um, that's what we have planned for the entire month of October. We'll see what happens. We will be trying to figure out the logistics on that. Yeah. And then the, the next month after that is my birthday month. And I have something special planned for that because it's something that I want to do. That Teeves is absolutely going to fucking hate, and I can't wait to do it. So be on the lookout for that. But until next week, we're going to roll out the Halloween Spectacular. Series 3 rolls on. We keep doing. We keep pushing this thing. We keep pushing out these receipts. We, We got plenty. We'll be back next week. Until then, enjoy. May the fourth force be with you. Watch the MCU projects. And if you have opinions... Hit us up because uh, Teeves wants more reasons to kick Bob Niger in the nuts. I would love that. Yes. Um, Union strong. Union strong. Pro union. Strong. Pro union all the way. Go go unions. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Talk to everybody. SAG AFTRA. (laughs) WGA. UAW. UAW. We're with you guys. Stay strong. You're fighting the fight for all of us. Let's keep it going and let's We're make these fuckers here. realize who has the power. We're out of here. <laughs>